At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Satterberg back here with you. It is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can always follow along on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. My thanks to Dave Ross for uh, joining as we talked about everything from the Super Bowl, the prop bets, to the UFC co-main events going on this Saturday. Uh, he likes uh, Ty uh, Toivasa to beat Derek Lewis and possibly... Robert Whitaker at plus 225 to beat Israel Adesanya. I don't know if I can bet against Adesanya. Guy's just that good. Um, but there certainly might be some combinations. I joked at the end of the segment that I don't know if we can do the double dog again because uh, last time Dave and I watched the UFC fights a um, couple of weeks ago and did the double dog. That was when Francis Ngannou was actually an underdog in his fight. And we bet the underdogs in both the main events and both underdogs won. So maybe uh, do the double dog. I don't know. <laughs> we, we shall see. Uh, let's talk about the big game here. And what is the best prop bet? And I mean, how many props are we really going to bet? I mean, I'm going to have a very large portfolio in this one. Um, but. What is going to be the best prop? There's a lot of talk about the opening kickoff. We went into that yesterday. I know Gil has done that on a numbers game as well, that the no at the plus money is the best bet here because you have the 26 of the past 28 Super Bowls, the opening kickoff, has not been a touchback, including the past four. And both of these kickers don't really rank well in terms of touchback percentage. Plus, Matt Gay suffered an injury against the Bucs and, and, you know, is a little bit uh, hamstrung here. And so that kick might not go through the back of the end zone. And then there's just the idea that these players are so amped up for this game that Whoever is the returner, as soon as they catch that ball, they're going to take off and try and make a play. And as long as they get to the 25, no harm, no foul. But you got to believe that to ride this trend, 26 of the last 28 Super Bowls, 
there has not been a touchback on the opening kick. Plus, there was the conversation, and I don't know how many years ago it came out, but Pat McAfee, former Colts punter, who did kick off for them uh, in their Super Bowl, uh, said that it's the kickers don't get an opportunity to mess around with the kick, the ball for the kickoff. That the K balls that they usually get time with and they warm up with and they doctor it and you know that you see them put it, their knee on it and try and squeeze it and soften it up. That they get to do that with the footballs, the K balls. But for the kickoff, they don't get that ball until right before the kickoff. And then after that kickoff is done, that ball gets taken out of the game and it goes to the Hall of Fame. Here's the football opening kickoff of the Super Bowl. So because it's a different ball, an undoctored ball or whatnot, maybe they don't get a hold of it. And the kick lands shorter than what we've seen. So no kick out of back of the end zone. And then you see, uh, you know, just the kick land short. Uh, so that's the no at plus money, good value there. Um, we ha- The two-point conversion is one that I will be betting. We have not seen a two-point conversion in the last three Super Bowls, which is interesting because this is we know that um, teams go for two a lot. In fact... In the regular season this year, there were 154 two-point conversion attempts. That is up from 131 in 2020 and 113 in 2019. The Rams did it three times. The Bengals, five times. But before the drought of the past three years, there was eight of nine games featured a two-point conversion. So I'm going to bet on the drought to be over, and I'm actually going to bet not will there be an attempt. I'm going to bet will there be a successful attempt at plus money because I think we get, yes, a successful two-point conversion attempt in this game. I'm going to be really bummed if a team lines up for the two and doesn't get it, (laughs) but... I am going to take the plus money chance, plus 235, plus 240, depending on what book you're at, on the, uh, yes, a successful two-point conversion. How about, will the largest lead in the game, this is an interesting one, uh, over, under 14 and a half points. The under is interesting. You have the Rams played five games this year where their margin of victory was 15 or more. The Bengals, six games. Uh, The Rams won by 15 points or more during this postseason run. That was the game against the Cardinals. I don't know if we get a a lead that is over 14 points. So I kind of like the under. I think this game could be closer. Total is only 48 and a half. I do like the over, but I think maybe we're going to get a 10-point lead. I think we might have a 13-point lead. Might be a 14-point lead. I don't know if we're going to get a 15 to 20-somewhat point lead. Uh, more points scored in the first half or second half. I always like the second half plus overtime. It does give you a cushion if the game goes to overtime. You have a chance there. 
But I do like more points scored in the second half and overtime. That is minus money. And uh, here's one. The shortest touchdown of the game. Over or under one and a half yards. And so the question right there is, are you going to have a goal line touchdown? Will you have a goal line touchdown? Uh, Let's see. The Rams have seven short yardage touchdowns this year. The Bengals, six short yardage touchdowns this year. Will you get a one-yard touchdown in this game? I actually think yes. And I know that a penalty is not fun to root for. But with the amount of passing that I expect in this game, I think we might get a pass interference in the end zone. And just think about it. Rams are going to pass. The Bengals we know are going to pass. And I just think that with the amount of passing, all it takes is just one of these, you know, passes into the end zone resulting in a penalty put the ball on the one-yard line, and then you get a one-yard touchdown. I think that could happen in this game. Uh, let's see. Taking a look at some of the other props that uh, that I've already liked. Um, I talked about no touchdown in the kickoff, successful two-point conversion, yes. Oh, I love this. Over two-and-a-half players to attempt to pass. And I think that we are getting something there. There will be a player besides Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow to attempt to pass, whether that's a running back or a wide receiver, whether it's a punter. Johnny Hecker's attempted a pass. We know Odell Beckham Jr. and Cooper Cup have attempted a pass, and I just think that we are going to get, we are going to get some sort of trick play here. Whether it's a Philly special type play that winds up going to, you know, Matthew Stafford, and that's the case. Hey, play uh play Matthew Stafford in the anytime touchdown score that maybe there's a Philly special that's being, you know, going to be worked out and there's a pass to the quarterback. I just think with both of these quarterbacks, both of these, excuse me, both of these coaches are so familiar with each other. With having, you know, Taylor worked on uh, the, you know, McVay staff, that they're going to want to do something that is outside of the game plan for the other team, catch them off guard. And I'm not talking about a crazy trick play, right? It's not going to be a you know, double reverse, flea flicker, hook and ladder. I just think that we're going to get some sort of play like we've seen in the past, and a lot of NFL teams are opening up their playbook and doing things like this. In these these playoffs alone, we saw Odell Beckham Jr. complete a 40-yard pass down the field to Van Jefferson. So I think we can get that. I think you can get maybe, you know, like we've seen like the Travis Kelsey-type play, where you're at the goal line and it's a direct snap to a non-quarterback and then it's a jump throw to like, you know, the the player in the end zone. 
I think those can happen. Even if it's a wildcat formation and it's a pop pass, you know, like not a handoff, but an actual flip up in the air, that goes, that counts as a pass, not a handoff. So if you get a wildcat formation that results in one of those pop passes, guess what? Goes into the books as a pass and you hit the over two and a half players to attempt a pass. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We will dive further into the big game, the props, the MVP market as well. Sean Green from Sports Gambling Podcast will join me coming up next. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. You know that VSIN is the best place to get all of the betting insights for the big game. And right now, you can sign up to get our free big game betting guide. This digital guide gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, and tips from our experts. Visit vcin.com slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VCN, the sports betting network. Joined now by Sean Green from Sports Gambling Podcast, uh, enjoying himself in Los Angeles with all the Super Bowl festivities. And Sean, there's been so much talk about the prop market in this game. Whereas, you know, forget about the side, forget about the total. It's all about the prop market. And I like to ask all of our guests, do you have a favorite prop? And it doesn't have to be yardage or anything like that. It could be an exotic. But when it comes to the Super Bowl specifically, maybe not these two teams, but is there a favorite go-to prop for you for the big game? Yeah, you know, there, there's a number that uh, there's a there's a couple that jump out at me. One uh, that we always love playing on the sports gambling podcast is both quarterbacks. You take both quarterbacks first pass incomplete. Now, last year, uh, both first passes were complete, but historically, one of those two is going to hit. Uh, it, it's a very good trend over the years. And and both Joe Burrow and Matt Stafford are plus 175 to have their first pass incomplete. And there's a million things that can go wrong with that first pass. Obviously, both quarterbacks are starting in their first ever Super Bowl, so that even makes it better. There's a chance you hit both. Very good chance you at least go one and two. And if you hit, you know, 
I don't need to explain to you. You hit one uh, that's at plus 175. You miss on the other. You're still up uh, plus 75. So that one is is one historically I've always loved to dabble with. How about the no touchback on the opening kickoff, which we've seen hit 26 yeah. of the last 28 Super Bowls. I know, and and I, I this to me just seems too easy. I'm trying to wrap. I, maybe there's something I'm missing, but you threw it out there. 26 and two, and I'm getting plus odds on it. And and you know the the stats, the trends, the odds, that all makes sense on it. But also the psychology of it. You're a kick returner. You're in the Super Bowl. You remember seeing Devin Hester run one back to start the game. Granted, the Bears uh, lost in cover uh, and didn't cover. I know that uh, all too well. But if you're a kick returner, you're gonna want to run it out. You've been waiting around for two weeks, so the logic makes sense. And then, uh, you know, Pat McAfee. I think a number of like former kickers have come out and said, "Hey, the." ball we're using to kick off the Super Bowl, that thing immediately goes to the Hall of Fame. It's not your traditional broken in K ball that we're used to being able to blast into the back of the end zone. It's like a stiff, non-broken in ball. So all those factors and plus odds, I'd love no touchback. Absolutely. And think about it from a returner's perspective. You're absolutely right. A guy like Chris Evans might not touch the football in the game yeah. un- unless it's a kick return. So he's going to get his shot. He's going to take it. Uh, for the Bengals and then for whoever's back there for the Rams could certainly want to uh, take one out. Uh, as far as uh, I also, well, tell me if you agree with this. I am going to be on, yes, successful two-point conversion. I play it almost every year. Hasn't happened in a while. But prior to, I guess, the past couple of years, it hit a bunch of times. We had two-point conversions being attempted, and hopefully it will be successful. You're getting plus money value, plus 240 at some books here. So do you like there to be a successful two point conversion in this game? Yeah, no, I, I, I totally, I'm, I'm totally on board again, both of these, uh, both of these head coaches, super young guys. And what do you hear about these young new head coaches? They love analytics. Mm -hmm. They look at their card when it says whether to go for two or not, you know, an interesting thing. And it happened in the Titans game. Uh, when the Bengals ended up winning, but the the Titans went for two. They didn't end up getting it. But anytime there's a penalty on yes. the extra point and you get half the distance, the odds. And again, both uh, you know Zach Taylor and Sean McVay are two guys that seem to listen to the card when it comes to going for two or not. Uh, I think I think we'll definitely see at least an attempt, and I like the odds at plus two forty to get there. Who do you like for the uh, game? Which I guess would mean you're obviously on one side for the MVP, or maybe you're sprinkling, diversifying your portfolio and betting uh, guys on both sides for MVP. Yeah. You know, I, I like Bengals uh, plus four and a half. I just love this number again. Like this just really seems to check a lot of boxes uh, as far as the team of destiny. But for me also, it's, it's a fade against this Rams team. I've been, I've been kind of out on the Rams for a long time. I think uh, Matt Stafford's back is going to be an issue. I think that, that, you know, interception that the 49ers should have uh, should have had. I, I don't think the Bengals are going to be dropping that. So I like Cincinnati plus four and a half. I like Joe Burrow MVP, especially now. I think I, I was seeing places where it opened at plus 200. Now it's up to like plus 225. Mm-hmm. Again, historically, it's going to be the quarterback right at the Super Bowl MVP. You, you can get cute. You can make a case for some of these other guys. But now with the same game parlay market out there, 
if you like the Bengals, why not take Joe Burrow MVP? And then if you're worried, oh, what if Chase Jamar Chase goes off and has this crazy game? Well, why not put together a little same game parlay of Jamar Chase, 100 yards receiving, eight catches, two touchdowns, essentially figuring out the stat line he would need to have that MVP, give you a little uh, insurance there and maybe end up hitting both. So I like taking uh, Joe Burrow MVP at plus 225 because I, I, I think, you know, you look at the big game experience. I mean, he Joe Burrow had a great comment where he said he was more nervous for his high school championship. <laughs> uh, you know, he didn't know what to expect. I mean, this guy, uh, it's it's sacrilege to call him Joe Cool because you're infringing on Joe Montana, but this kid is cool. You you got him winning the national championship, him winning the Heisman Trophy, him winning that high school championship. This guy has nothing to lose. And to me, all the pressure is on Matt Stafford. He's up there as far as quarterbacks. I mean, he's only what 36 years old, but uh, you know, by NFL standards, he's over the hill. So I think all the pressure is on Matt Stafford. And I love, I love back in a relaxed Joe Burrow with nothing to lose. And Joe Burrow and Jamar chase together. Yeah. Seven and O in postseason games back LSU bowl games and college football playoff. And now the three and zero so far in the playoffs. So the two of them together, undefeated yeah. in postseason games. That's something something worth uh, pointing out. If we were to get cute with this game, whether it's a long shot MVP or an exotic prop that no one's talking about, that maybe you're taking tremendous plus money. Where are we getting cute in this game? Well, you know, it's the Super Bowl. So you got to have something crazy, right? You got to have something 20 to 1, 25 to 1. A lot of people say, "Hey, it's the Super Bowl. It's just one game. Don't go crazy." Why not? You should go crazy. <laughs> Again, responsibly. Go crazy responsibly. This is the last time we're going to see professional football unless you count the USFL for a long time. Let's have a couple of fun bets out there. One uh that jumped out at me, I think uh, DraftKings is offering I saw it. It's plus 2,500. So 25 to one again, bit of a long shot, but the first offensive uh, pass play to end up for a sack. So this, this counts for either quarterback. Now I think Matt Stafford is going to get sacked a couple more times than he would normally in the playoffs. And everyone's talking about the Bengals offensive line against mm -hmm. this Rams defensive line. Is it crazy to think that he drops back there? Maybe there's a little miscommunication or maybe they get cute and, and do it and have a play action there. Maybe try to get snap, your chase a bad going. snap. Bad the center's snap, nervous. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of ways that first pass play could go wrong and end up in a sack. And also, I mean, over, overall game script wise, I do think the Bengals defensive line is getting a little underrated. So I, I like Bengals over one and a half defensive uh, one and a half sacks as well. But I like, I love this prop at 25 to one first pass attempted to end up in a sack. So I, that one, like that that's lot. kind of my long shot. Yeah. I like that a lot. Uh, my long shot is going to be an MVP. And it's Leonard Floyd at 150 to one. Uh, and, and the reason being is for every conversation surrounding Aaron Donald, the same yeah. exact stats apply for Leonard Floyd, except Leonard Floyd's going to be dealing with one-on-ones where Aaron Donald's going to get double teamed, where Von Miller's going to get chipped by a tight end. So if you're asking any defensive player to get two and a half sacks, a strip sack, a fumble recovery, any one of those defensive studs can do it. And if you're giving me 150 to one on Leonard Floyd, I'm going to take it. Yeah. 
150 to one. That's a lot of fun. And uh, on our website, we do a little ref report breaking down each ref. Ron Tolbert, a big under ref. So if you're thinking it's going to go under already, and I do think this is going to be a slow kind of plotting, possibly at, at times ugly game, that certainly sets itself up for a defensive MVP, maybe an MVP. I mean, I'm looking at the board right now. He's off the board at 150 to one. I, I love where your head's at. And, and something like that's just a fun sweat. Hey, Eli Apple's like 300 to one. If you want to go in that, in that respect, or maybe Trey Hendrickson, if you like uh, something there for the Bengals, Sean, appreciate the time and the conversation. Enjoy the week there in Los Angeles. It's going to be a lot of fun and uh, good luck on Sunday. All right. Thanks a lot. Appreciate there, it. There he is. Sean Green, the sports gambling podcast, the SGP. Uh, you want to check those guys out Do a tremendous job. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air. S C O T T S O N A I R. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Super Stacks for Super Bowl 56. Compete for the $1 million top prize with the Pizza Hut Fantasy Football Millionaire. Head to DraftKings.com slash Pizza Hut Millionaire to draft your best lineup and play for your slice of the pie. No one out pizzas the hut. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. That just made me hungry. Scott Zadenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Uh, tons of incredible Super Bowl information in this week's edition of Point Spread Weekly. You want to make sure you go to vcin.com slash subscribe. Make sure you're getting your hands on all the incredible assets that we provide for you there to really dominate not just the Super Bowl, but all of your betting angles. Uh, I will say this. There is a cover jinx that has been going on. And, uh, well, we, uh, we have a cover athlete that could mean we are getting the jinx once again. But I won't spoil it. You'll have to go see for yourselves. Get yourself a copy of Point Spread Weekly. Uh, so many stats and trends when it comes to the Super Bowl. And some really fun uh, bets, if you will. Think about this. A quarterback to score the first touchdown of the game. It would certainly be a very nice payout for, let's see, Matthew Stafford. You're getting the payout for the first touchdown is at plus 4,000 up on DraftKings. For Joe Burrow, it's plus 3,000 up on DraftKings. If they get to the goal line, we could see a quarterback sneak. Uh, it's going to be rare. That's why it's such a high payout. These could be fun sprinkles. But a quarterback to have the first touchdown of the game, certainly a fun way to approach it. I think I'd rather just have the quarterbacks at any time touchdown because you're still getting plus money. For Joe Burrow, it's at plus 500. 
for Matthew Stafford plus 650. Will you be kicking yourself if they're the first touchdown of the game? Yes, but you'll also be happy because you got plus 500 or plus 650. Also, if you play both of those quarterbacks, you have a chance to hit both of them, which would make up for your loss on the first touchdown of the game. But I do think that there's a scenario that we could get a quarterback scoring. Yes, it could be a quarterback sneak at the goal line. Or like I said, we could also have a a trick play pass situation. Or maybe even a scramble that one of these quarterbacks takes off and dives for the pylon. Ah, that's just a fun extra plus money prop to take care of, uh, to try out. Plus, it coincides with, like, my favorite, um, you know, one of my favorite props here, which is taking the plus money on over two and a half players to attempt to pass. I love it. I really do. And I don't think it could be a Philly special type play. It could be a um, wide receiver just throwing, like Odell Beckham Jr. to Van Jefferson, like we saw earlier in the playoffs against the Cardinals, or a fake punt. You know, Johnny Hecker's attempted passes before. You know, we could see a, you know, a punter attempt to pass on a, a fake punt. Why not? Certainly where I would go, taking a look at it. Although, if I had to pick out my one prop, it's probably going to be, and not exotic, but let's talk about the regular props. Like, I'm on Odell Beckham Jr. over his receiving prop. But I feel like, and I'm on, well, another one that I like is uh, Samaje Pirine over his receiving prop. But I think if I had to narrow it down, I'd go Joe Burrow over 11 and a half rushing yards. And I know that that is rare because he doesn't run a lot. And the AFC Championship game is the the anomaly, the 25 yards. He had a game against Denver where he had a big-time running performance as well. But overall, he doesn't run a lot. But what I keep going back to is that Titans game where he was sacked nine times. And then the adjustment the following week against the Kansas City Chiefs, when all the conversation and anybody, all anybody was talking about was the offensive line issues and the fact that they gave up those nine sacks the previous week and still managed to win a game. First time that's ever happened. But I believe that he made a conscious effort to utilize his legs to avoid sacks. And I'm not just talking about scrambling out of the pocket or running out of the pocket right away. There were times where he stepped up in the pocket, there were players around around him, and he managed to get away from it and took off for a couple of yards. I think that's what we're going to see from Joe Burrow in this game. Because of the talent that the Rams have on their defensive front, we're talking about game breakers here in Aaron Donald, in Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, Robinson. You know, these guys, they, they cause a lot of pressure 
And if Joe Burrow was smart, he's going to get the ball out of his hands quickly. But I also think he's going to take what the defense gives him and take off and run. And it's only 11 and a half yards. We're not talking about 25. We're not talking about 15 even. 11 and a half yards could come on one run. He runs for a first down and gets the first down and has a 12-yard run. Or it could just pile up. He could slowly get there. Oh, here we go. Takes off. Tries to avoid a sack. Gets a gain of one yard. Next play, no one open down the field. He takes off five yards. And then at the end of the game, if they're losing, which in my handicap, they are losing, they're throwing to try and catch up. And he takes off, takes what the defense gives him, gets the first down and gets out of bounds when they need to stop the clock. Six, seven, eight yards, whatever, a chunk play that he will have at the end in the fourth quarter. So you might be sweating this out till the end. He might not have any rushing yards until the very end. And then in the final drive of the game, in the final minute of the game, he gets that chunk play and you hit the over. Or it could happen on just one play early on in the game. And you're just sweating out if he's going to take a bunch of knees at the end. I like over 11 and a half yards for Joe Burrow. I was thinking about the Matthew Stafford one as well. You know, thinking about his, uh, what is it, five and a half is uh, his rushing prop here. Five and a half. Eh, Don't know how much I love the five and a half for Stafford. Although, you know, if you watch Matthew Stafford over the past, you know, in the playoffs here, he has utilized his legs to not just elude a rush, but actually make some plays against Arizona. Six carries, 22 yards. Against Tampa, four carries for six yards. Five carries for eight yards against San Francisco. Really, it was the Arizona game where you saw him have a 10-yard run, but he also had a 14-yard run against San Francisco. Now, a couple of negative plays. He loses out on the, on, on, you know, the 14 yards. He goes back to eight yards, but... He had that 14-yard run against San Francisco. He had the 10-yard run against Arizona. And maybe that's what it's going to take here uh, for Stafford. It's such a low number. Just get him to six. But again, you're worried about kneel downs at the end. You're worried about the possibility of him backpedaling to kill a couple of seconds and then take a knee. Like it happened to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl couple of years ago where he had the over on his rushing prop and then at the end of the game it went under because of those kneel downs i'm scott sadenberg hit me up on twitter at scott's on air s-c-o-t-t-s-o-n-a-i-r do yourself a favor go to vcin.com make sure you get your hands on this point spread weekly it's got everything you need to know for this super bowl and more because we got so much action coming up this weekend including golf our very own Matt Humans will join me next right here on The Look Ahead on VSIN. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the look ahead on vsin the sports betting network Do you have questions about betting the Super Bowl? Wondering about how to hedge? Or maybe you're looking for unusual props or insights from one of our hosts? The VSIN Big Game Help Desk is here for you. Submit your questions at vsin.com slash Super Bowl. And it can be answered by one of our experts on the air or on vsin.com. Including by one of our experts who will join me right now. He is Matt Humans, host of The Edge. You read him in Point Spread Weekly up on vsin.com as well. And he joins me here on The Look Ahead. And Matt, when it comes to the Super Bowl, obviously everybody is all over the prop market. Have you finalized your prop portfolio for this game on Sunday? You know, it's not finalized, but I've started it. And uh, I've got, I think, 10 or 11 prop plays right now. I I can't say it's finalized because I'll probably have a handful more before um, Saturday or Sunday. But uh, I, I know that you and I have one common play, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually – I saw that in Point Spread Weekly when I was proofing it tonight, and um, I'm playing a lot of these – you could call them square plays, but I'm playing a lot of these Joe Burrow props over, and I think the betting public's going to want to do the same thing uh, with Burrow. But um, my, my theory on this with uh, Burrow is I guess it's um, probably nothing unique, but the Rams are going to put so much pressure on him similar to the way the, uh, the way the Kansas city chiefs did a week ago, that he's going to have to escape the pocket. He's going to have to get outside and make some plays and he can't be afraid to run. And he wasn't, you know, last week he was 23 for 38 and uh, he actually ran five times for 50 yards. And I think he's going to have to do something similar here against the Rams. So actually two of the props about burrow that I like the most are rushing attempts over two and a half and rushing yards over 11 and a half. I think Burrow's going to have to, you know, tuck it in and run at least a few times in this game. It's a pretty good bet that he's going to pick up some uh, yardage on the ground. So over two and a half rushing attempts, over 11 and a half yards on the ground. Those are two of the props I have for Burrow. I also played uh, Burrow's pass attempts over 36 and a half and completions over 11 and a half and uh, passing yards over 276 and a half. That might be a close call. We'll see. We, none of us know how the game's going to go. I, obviously, I think it's going to start slowly, and it's really going to pick up in the second, third, and fourth quarters. But uh, no matter what, Joe Burrow is going to have to carry a heavy load for this Bengals offense to give them a chance. Win or lose, I think Burrow's got to put up some numbers. So do you think that 
Oh, so no real, no real read on the the winner of the game. So it's not about game script. It's just about what Joe Burrow is going to need to do. Like for for me, the reason why I like mm-hmm. a lot of these uh, Burrow things, especially uh, as you mentioned, like my favorite prop is the over and his rushing. Is I think they're going to be trailing in the fourth quarter and passing a lot. And when they're passing a lot, yes, the pass rush comes into play, and also the need to just get a chunk play and get out of bounds and stop the clock. And how many times have we seen a quarterback do that in the fourth quarter when they're trailing, Matt? Could just, you know, take the five, six yards that the defense is giving you, get out of bounds, and get ready to run the next play. Yeah, you're right. I don't bet every prop according to my game script and the way I think it's going to go because if you do that and you're wrong about your script, yeah, then, you then you're out. It can backfire. But, yeah, I think it wouldn't surprise me if that's uh, the way the game obviously plays out because, uh, uh, like I said, I, I think the Bengals are going to have a hard time running the ball on the Rams. Burrow's going to throw probably a lot of dump-offs as running backs in the fourth, third and fourth quarters. He's probably going to have to make a lot more plays and some plays with his legs, and uh, that's that's what I'm thinking as far as uh, Joe Burrow goes. When I said the game is going to start slowly, uh, it's interesting. I know you know this, Scott, but in nine Super Bowls with the Patriots, Tom Brady never let a first quarter yep. touchdown drive, and um, in this in this Super Bowl, you've got two first time quarterbacks. You got two young head coaches. I, I think the play calling is going to be a little conservative, maybe a little bit tight early. I played the Rams to pump before they score at minus 110. I played the Bengals to pump before they score at minus 140. Uh, one, one of the props I like the most here is a team to make the longest field goal. Bengals minus 120. And obviously Evan McPherson's got a big leg and a lot of people are playing him to be MVP at odds as high as 200 to 1. It's obviously highly unlikely he's going to be MVP, but I think he can be a key player for the Bengals. And they're not afraid to send him out for long field goal attempts. And I think Zach Taylor is going to use him as a weapon in this game. But uh, Matt Gay for the Rams has been a little unreliable lately. So I think it's a pretty good bet that Bengals have the longer field goal uh, made at minus 120. Also played a couple other props, just things like, will will there be a two-point conversion attempt? Yes, even money and uh, Joe Burrow to be MVP just in case the Bengals pull off the upset. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people are betting the Bengals on the money line at plus 170 in that neighborhood. If the Bengals win the game, I find it very difficult to envision a scenario in which Burrow is not the MVP yep. if the Bengals do pull off the win. So your value there is to bet Burrow to be MVP at plus 250 instead of Bengals on the money line. 100%. And I'm with you. I, I, I'm betting at plus money. About plus 240, will there be a successful two-point conversion? And uh, I love um, over 47.5 longest field goal made for either team. So I do Mm -hmm. think there will be uh, some long attempts here. As far as, like, uh, MVP goes, uh, yeah, I'm playing on Burrow. I'm also going to play Stafford because he's the safe play. And I'm going to go with some of the defensive players for the Rams, Matt. Uh, You know, I'm going to go Aaron Donald and, and... try and take a flyer on a long shot like a Jalen Ramsey or, or, or Leonard Floyd because I do think that if this is a low-scoring, knock-em-down, drag-em-out game and the Rams win, there's a possibility for a defensive player to win the award. Yeah, it's hard to, I guess, uh, pinpoint who that is, who that's going to be. You have to guess a little bit. Aaron Donald doesn't have as much odds value. Some some of the guys like Von Miller, you can find a fifty to one. You know, the last time there was a defensive player who was MVP in the Super Bowl was Von Miller yep. when the Broncos beat the Panthers twenty four to ten. He had two and a half sacks. 
in that game. Aaron Donald's probably not going to be a big sack number guy in this game. He gets a lot of pressure up the middle, and that's going to first force Burrow out towards guys like Leonard Floyd and Von Miller. Who knows? If Jalen Ramsey gets a couple picks in this game, he could be MVP. So yeah. that's one when you when you look at the Rams, I think there are a lot of different players who could potentially be MVP. When you look at the Bengals, it seems like it's Joe Burrow. Uh, 90% of the time, <laughs> the Bengals pull the upset. That's kind of what I'm thinking. All right, Matt. You know we love to get your uh, golf picks here on the show. So talk to me about the Waste Management Phoenix Open. You, we all know how exciting it is. What is it, the 16th hole with the with the grandstand and everyone making noise, and, and it's an exciting uh, time there uh, in Phoenix. So who do we like here for this tournament? Yeah, Scott, uh, last August, Brady Cannon and I from uh, VSIN went down to TPC Scottsdale, and uh, we played around there, and we did a couple shows for uh, DraftKings, and they're opening a new sports book down there. And I was surprised how easy that course was. You know, on TV, it looks a lot more difficult. It looks uh, a lot more spectacular with all the fans out there. But this is one of the great stops on the PGA Tour because how rowdy the fans get. And uh, you're going to see some low scores. This weekend, I came up empty uh, last week at Pebble Beach. I did tail Brady Cannon and, and Wes Reynolds on Tom Hoagie at 60 to one. So I give those guys full credit on that for hitting the long shot. Uh, this week, Jordan Spieth, I played him at 25. I think he went up to 24 to one today, and I played him. Uh, Spieth's ball striking from tee to green was exceptional last week, but best I've seen it in three weeks. I really don't like to play a guy the week after he blows it and uh, <laughs> Spieth blew it on the back nine at Pebble Beach. But uh, he's really in a groove right now, and he's got a great track record here at Pebble. He actually was a 54-hole co-leader, excuse me, here at uh, TPC Scottsdale. He was a 54-hole co-leader last year, and he shot 17 under. So 25 to 1, I think he's worth a shot. Scotty Scheffler again, I'm going to play him. He's grinding for his first tour win. He was 16 under last year, tied for seventh in Scottsdale. Sam Burns, quietly under the radar. He was a guy who was in the hunt last year in this tournament. And he's got a ton of talent. His odds have drifted up to around 35 to 1. And uh, one guy who's won for me this year, I decided to give him a shot one more time. And uh, he's got a good track record here in Scottsdale. And that's uh, Hideki Matsuyama. You can find that about 18 to 1. Who do you like this week? Who I like, are you playing in Scottsdale? I mean, it's kind of chalky, but Justin Thomas, if I can get north of 12 uh-huh. to 14 to 1, I'm going to be on Justin Thomas here. Yeah, I've, I've seen a 14 to one out there in JT, and these uh, guys certainly should be in the hunt. I mean, John Rom's going to be really tough to beat. Uh, Arizona State player yeah. knows this course well. He's at about seven or eight to one, and I think it's going to take an elite player like a couple of the guys I mentioned or a guy like JT to beat John Rom this week. Matt, appreciate the time and the insight. Like I said, always love getting the golf picks from you, and it's going to be a fun weekend. And of course, the big game on Sunday. Uh, we can't wait to see it, and uh, hopefully all the props come in for us. Yeah, at least most of the props. You bet, Scott. Thanks a lot, man. Have a good one. Take it easy. He's Matt Humans, host of The Edge here on the network. And, of course, you read him in Point Spread Weekly up on vcin.com, our senior editor uh, here at vcin. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at scottsonair, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll review the golf selections for the Waste Management Phoenix Open from Matt Humans. Coming up next as we continue Super Week here on The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare